0: Today on the show, we have Melanie Fountain. She is a Pinterest coach and strategist. She started her business in January 2019 as a virtual assistant and quickly found a passion and talent and growing her clients' businesses through Pinterest marketing. She quit her nine to five in May of that year and never looked back. Now she can proudly say she's been running her business for over two years and supporting thousands of passionate content
1: creators growing their business through Pinterest marketing strategy. And we are going to help you learn how to do that today. If you are creating content in any way, shape, or form, then it's important for you to know what's working for Pinterest in 2021. And we are doing an update for all the best Pinterest strategies that you can manage in your content, create new routines while you're creating that amazing content, all the new stuff, including video pins and story pins or idea pins as they're called now, how to grow your followers on Pinterest and why that might actually start to matter now when it hasn't over the last couple of years and everything else that you can do to make sure that you're taking super advantage of the amazing platform that is Pinterest, if you are a content creator or just wanting to get started. So have your notebook out for this episode, because I feel like you guys are probably going to have a lot of ideas um, and then definitely going to want to hang out with Melanie afterwards. Hey, Melanie,
2: welcome to the show. Hey guys, so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I am happy to chat all things Pinterest. It's one of those things that I feel like kickstarted our whole journey, like this whole online business world. Blogging was the first thing we did. And we invented
1: blogging, basically. Not
0: quite. Not <laughs> quite. It was six years ago, though. So that does age us uh-huh. a lot. But Pinterest was one of the first marketing tools we use that made a big impact on growing our audience and especially growing our traffic to our website how we use it has changed over the years and obviously pinterest has been through a lot of iterations and i know we've had you on the show before to talk about what's working now what our best practices And like any other platform, as the years roll by, things change. So we're here to do a 2021 update on all things Pinterest, what's working, what's not. And I'm here for it. I'm excited. Melanie, for background, how did you land and became a Pinterest expert?
2: Sure. Well, I started as a virtual assistant and actually, Abby Ashley, who's been on your podcast before, was my inspiration to start a podcast. I went through her program and that's that's what led me to where I am today. I worked the nine to five hustle and like any good entrepreneur, I was just a terrible, terrible desk job employee. And (laughs) and so I I started Googling all the things work at home. That's what I found Abby. and, And very quickly, I found a love for Pinterest as a marketer. I always loved it as a user. And once you get in the business world, you start to realize what potential Pinterest has for marketing. It's sort of like, this happy place of (laughs) inspiration and marketing and just thinking of the potential. And so I started to dive into all of the things Pinterest. I'm pretty self-taught when it comes to Pinterest, just because each user, each business is kind of, it's not a one size fits all for Pinterest. And so that's what I love about it is it's so unique to every person. So I just got my hands dirty with it. And now over the last couple of years, I've helped probably over 100 entrepreneurs grow their business with Pinterest, and I love it so much.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. And I I know that it can be a really powerful tool. And kind of regardless of what kind of creative entrepreneur you are, I've seen it help people grow their Etsy sales or grow the traffic to their blog or convert people on a webinar, which that's like a whole new frontier. But besides the point, there are lots of different opportunities there, depending on what kind of business you are. And especially if you're a visual kind of creative where the things you produce have imagery attached to them, whether that's photography or design or I don't know. There's all sorts of different things. Those can really shine, whether you're in the wedding industry, floral, whatever. I've found that it's been a really incredible platform for those kinds of visual creative people. But what's new? Like what is the hit new thing for Pinterest (laughs) that maybe people, the people were living under the rock, like what do we need to know?
2: So rewind to when we last spoke, we spoke, we recorded our last podcast and then a pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and it was a game changer for a lot of businesses. And Pinterest is not exempt from that. Pinterest doubled in in users during the pandemic because people were home. People wanted to find new ways to take up the, the time that they didn't have before, whether that's starting a business, picking up a new hobby like photography, or even just learning how to keep your sourdough starter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) alive, you know, Pinterest. Yes, exactly. So Pinterest boomed during that time. So Pinterest had to make a lot of shifts in 2020. And with that growth came all of these new changes. So one of the things about Pinterest and one of the best ways to grow your visibility on Pinterest is by keeping things positive. All other social media platforms being all media and all, you know, social and opinions, Pinterest is a happy place. So one of the ways to be successful on Pinterest is to put a positive spin on everything that you do. So if instead of 10 reasons why your website is awful, (laughs) maybe put a little bit of a spin on it saying, you know, 10 ways to make your website the best website for your clients and keep things really positive. People, want to go there to be inspired and not to feel bad about the content that they produce or the way that they learn things or the way that they have things currently. They want to, when they go on Pinterest, they're looking for ways to improve. Maybe it's self-improvement, maybe it's hobby, but they want to be inspired. So when you go into Pinterest, the first thing to think about is how can I invoke creativity, inspiration, self-growth, and putting that spin on any content that you have on Pinterest. So that's I say this one first because it's the foundation to creating your content. So, that's really the best way to do to produce content. Now, now Pinterest really wants fresh content with all of these new users. They don't want the same pin images over and over and over again. They want their users to see new content all the time. And that isn't just images or, you know, different templates. They want even for the same content. So for example, Boss Project, you have a blog post on how to start a small business. It's different ways to name that pin. So 10 tips to start a small business. Why starting a small business is the the best thing to do right now in 2021. You know, you want to think about creative ways to put out the content, Mm -hmm. creative ways to lay out. And then before having heavily branded was was the thing to do, but now, That isn't so important as it is to speaking to different audiences and different people Mm -hmm. when you're on Pinterest. So for those of you out there that are putting out 25, 30 pins a day because they're just putting out the same templates over and over again, right now, quality over quantity is what you really want to keep in mind. When we last spoke, it was, you know, just put out as much as you can and you can, you know, pin the same things over and over again. And that's not really the case anymore. Mm -hmm. It's better to put out five really good thought invoking, creative, inspiring pins than it is to put out 30 pins a day and all the pins look exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So you really want to think about not just the fresh content, but the quality of the fresh content you Mm -hmm. put out.
0: Yeah. I think as a branding marketer, like it kind of hurts my brain to have them all look different, but If you are creative, I find that a lot of people want to play and they don't necessarily have a space to play. And so like if your Instagram or your website is all branded a certain way, like use Pinterest as this platform to like experiment with different fonts that you maybe wouldn't have before or colors or whatever. And they might later influence what you do on your pins.
2: Absolutely. I totally agree, Abigail. And
0: like use it as that chance to experiment and try new fonts and try different colors and get it out of you a little bit. (laughs) Because I really think having a really professional and streamlined branded experience outside of the world of Pinterest is really powerful. So why not use this as like your play sand that you can play around. Only and all y'all who want days. to
1: change your branding every 30 to 45 days, this is your opportunity.
0: <laughs> Use it now forever. Hold your peace. Pinterest yeah. may change in six months. So <laughs> exactly. please do it now.
2: <laughs> exactly. And I think that's a really good point because people take Pinterest so seriously and people think of it as needing to be overcomplicated. And Just have fun with it. See what works. Mm -hmm. Try out those different fonts. Try out the different templates and the different Mm -hmm. branding and add a little bit of spice to it just have fun with it. -hmm. It's, you know, if one pin doesn't do well right now, you might think it's the end of the world. You might think that this is the the, the worst, but Pinterest is still an SEO game. That's one thing that hasn't changed is it's long-term. You can put out content now, but it's the content that's been out for six months, a year. I'm sure you guys are no different. Some of your oldest pins are probably the best performing. Mm -hmm. And so I just, Want to encourage you that when you're trying new things, know that you it might take a little bit of time to see it, so just have fun with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, earlier, when you said, I think in one of your points where you're saying, um, talk to more people within your pin, so find a different way to say the same blog post, but like in a different title. When you say talk to a different variety of people, I take that as because of our industry that we. Would we want to try titles that speaking to like specific industries, since we're talking to other business owners, like calling out a blog post that's perfect for photographers and saying that in the title, but if it's also perfect for wedding planners, like saying that in the title, or do you just mean like a variety of language to catch people's different eyes as they're scrolling?
2: So I think that's a really good question. It could be both. Get as creative as you want. If one piece of content speaks to different industries, then call out different people and in those pins, use those specific keywords and just try out different keywords with different headers. What if you're speaking to different people, or if you just want to play up the words. One mm-hmm. of the creative ways that you can also change up your titles is by using your second headers or your subheaders inside of your blog post, for example is you know, if you have five tips for growing using your the blog headers page. as the actual graphic exactly. title exactly. Yep. And so you're not misleading or anything. It's still the content they could find there. But then once they click in there, they see that it's so much else. You can just get as creative as you want, as long as you're using titles that are actually relevant to the content that you're, sure. that you're leading them to.
0: Sure. Talk to me about the actual imagery. I know video became a bigger piece of the puzzle last year and it's continued to grow pretty significantly. But what does video look like specific to Pinterest?
2: So video pins or movement in your pins is where it's at. Pinterest now is trying to keep people on their platform to be able to discover more. And so before you could put out anything and you would get thousands and thousands of clicks on a pin, which is still possible, but isn't as likely. So video pins is a different way to capture an audience and to be distributed more. So I'm going to touch on that just for a second. Distribution in Pinterest is basically their algorithm, how much they distribute a content. And right now they're distributing video pins and story pins as much as static pins, if not more right now, because they're testing to see if it actually works. Mm -hmm. So with the video pins, there is less of a chance to get click outbound clicks, which is clicks over to your website. However, another new update is that Pinterest is putting more of an emphasis on followers. Now they want you to get followers. They want you to, yes. And so Video pins actually help you grow your followers because you get more impressions on video pins than you do static pins up front. When you get followers, then they're more likely to see those static pins that click over to your website right away, the story pins, any products that you put out. Mm -hmm. So followers are a really good strategy for the long-term game because they're going to see your other pins more often.
0: Right. Now I know as a creative, sometimes it's the like actually making the graphics that becomes the, and I want to jump into story pins more. So i just know I'm backing up. But if you're looking at creating a video pin, I know I was really intimidated at first, but I found the best hack you guys like, this is so stupid easy. Okay. First of all, if you haven't been introduced to the creative temple shop, PS, we have a <laughs> ton of Pinterest, pin graphics ready for you that you can just one click upload to your canva account but what changed the game for me because this is when you're scrolling like you're only seeing a couple seconds like it's not like someone's watching a three minute produced youtube video this Mm -hmm. is not how it's working a lot of my personal content is like health and wellness lifestyle house reno stuff but also food Food is actually the easiest one for me to make video pins of because all I do, you guys are going to be like, really, this is that easy? Yes, it is that easy. I make an Instagram story with a filter that I like of three seconds of me panning over a plate of food. And then I take the video file, upload it to my Canva account. And then I can add text or graphics or whatever, and I can download a video file, you just pop it in the <laughs> template that's on Canva and you download the video file. And I was, cause at first I was like, I don't even know how to make a video graphic in Canva, by the way, it's really easy. You just use a video instead of an image, but the making the video doesn't have to be hard. It could be a two second clip at the same time that you might've been taking a photo. Also take a little pan of whatever it is that you're showing. Also video related, there's these story pins. Tell me more.
2: So we say story pins, but actually just even this last week, the new is even being updated. So now they're idea pins. So story pins, idea pins, whatever you want to call it, they're here and they're not going anywhere. So Mm -hmm. introducing them into your strategy at some point is really valuable because those things take off like wildfire. When you post them, they are incredible, but they do take a little bit more strategy because you don't just want to throw them out there. So what's an easy way to do it? If you are content creators and you create blogs, make them like a mini blog, have a couple images and where you just have your different headers. And then you talk about start your wedding photography business. One, do this, two, do this, three, do this but you're not giving any subtext you're not giving any of the meat to it you're kind of just giving a taste of it now the thing about story pins is they're not clickable so you give a call to action in them so go visit bossproject.com to go learn more you know give that really strong call to action and then that's how you're going to grow your followers now the key to this is have additional pins on Pinterest, those static pins or video pins that allow them to be able to click over to your website Mm -hmm. that has those, those blog posts. So if they want to read more, they go over to your Pinterest account and then they go find that pin and then they click over. So it's really like, oh, I need to know more. And, um, And with story pins, you can repurpose your Instagram story. So if you already have a series on Instagram, you can repurpose those. And Abigail, totally not a tangent earlier, because repurposing your content on Pinterest, especially when it comes to those, those idea pins and those video pins, is so essential. Because like I said earlier... You don't want to stress yourself out. Pinterest changes so often that the more you can repurpose and work smarter and not harder, the better, you know, the more sane you're going to be.
0: Yeah, because you never just know what's going to connect with people. And I think more than I've seen in a long time, it kind of, it felt like for a while, Pinterest really only linked to like long form content. And now you're seeing a more variety of kinds of content. I've seen people take, their TikTok or real videos and repost the entire video as a Pinterest pin. I've seen people do the stories where you can clearly tell they even created the entire slide on Instagram and then they re-uploaded them to Pinterest. But I think honestly, the best way to have an idea of what to do is you have to be a user. And like, I know that sometimes people are like, I don't need one more thing, but like use it in just one small aspect of your life. For me, I use Pinterest to help me meal plan. I've looked at Pinterest for recipes for years, but all of a sudden it was like, oh, while I'm looking for recipes, I'm like, oh, I think that's a story pin. Oh, what did they do about this that I like? What about this did I not like? And I'm getting two birds done with one stone. I'm getting some strategies for work and I'm figuring out what we're eating this week. It's did been really helpful for me to get an idea of like where it's going, but it is intimidating. Like, cause we're talking about, you know, it's no longer, I'm gonna create one graphic for every piece of content I created. I mean, last year it was like, now you're gonna make 10 graphics for every piece of content. And I was like, oh God. And now it's like a whole nother level because they're all different kinds of content. And it's not like, it's way more experimental than it has been. Three to five things for one piece of content. Like, what are the things you would try first, or what do you think would be most effective?
2: So, I'm going to go based on what level you are as a Pinterest marketer. So, you're on Pinterest, you're just getting started. Focus on static pins. And I would say, If your goal is once a week, put out a video pin or, you know, once every couple of weeks, just start getting familiar with it. Now, as you start to grow and you want to introduce video pins and those idea pins, set a goal for yourself. Don't, you know overwhelm yourself. If if you're putting out content, then you're growing following, you're growing traction, you're growing, you know, it takes time for Pinterest to even recognize what your account is about. And we're going to get more into the SEO and board strategy in a little bit, but it takes a little bit for Pinterest to even know what you're all about. So mm-hmm. don't stress out when you're just getting started. Now, let's say you are getting some decent traffic. You have maybe a couple hundred clicks going to your website every month or a couple thousand or whatever your goal is. Then you want to have a little bit more uh, video strategy. So let's say you produce one blog post maybe you do, maybe you create five pins for that. And then you have a video pin and an idea pin for each of those posts and just create a standard for yourself. And if you make it a routine for each one, then it's going to become, it's going to become consistently more easy for you. If you're already on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, just use what you're already doing and repurpose, use those templates, use those Use what you're already putting out there and just make it really easy on yourself by creating those, those goals. Maybe, maybe you don't have a branding team, maybe, or, you know, you have the amazing templates from the creative template shop. You know, you use your templates for that post. If maybe you do one pin, one video pin and one idea pin for every content and then leave it at that. But don't overwhelm yourself. If you're overwhelmed by the idea of idea pins right now, stick to video pins as your followers grow, maybe you want to start adding in some story pins to boost that more. The bottom line is, as a business owner, you have a lot going on, but Pinterest is not something to be ignored. So anything you can do is better than nothing.
0: Right. Now, we've talked about like different kinds of content that's landing on the platform Mm -hmm. but how do you organize it you mentioned boards you obviously have a well maybe not obviously you have a profile guys whether you know it or not so like what should you be pinning only your own content your content plus other people's how many boards like I know this changes all the time so I'm curious what the the best practices are
2: You know, There's no magic number of how often you should pin to how many boards you should have. There's no magic number to how many times a day you should be scheduling. What you wanna keep in mind is that you want, if you share other people's content, you want it to be quality and you want it to only be relevant to your audience because let's talk about boards for a second. Boards are like your files and your filing cabinet. They help categorize the the things that you do. Before, group boards used to be really huge because you would get in front of different audiences, and they should still be part of the strategy. But your personal boards hold much more weight than they used to because Pinterest doesn't want you to schedule a single pin, video pin, idea pin, to more than 10 boards. So you want to be really specific with not only which boards you're saving it to, but what actually goes into those boards. Because like your pins, your boards have a lot of SEO weight to them. So, um, what you title them, the descriptions you put inside of them, and also the pins you save to them help Pinterest understand what the pins inside of that board mean. So, if you have, if you're a wedding photographer and you have summer wedding trends. But you're saving fall, and you're saving, you know, um, you're saving spring. You're saving all these different seasons. It's Pinterest is going to have a really difficult time distributing that content to the right people. So you want to make sure that your board, that when you're saving to boards, you're very specific to which ones you're saving them to. So when you're saving other people's content, whether that be from Tailwind communities, whether that be from your group boards, or just from other people that you follow you want to make sure that you're saving only the content that's relevant to the board that you're saving it to. No, That makes sense.
1: Um, so if Pinterest is now saying that they're actually going to start caring about followers, I feel like that's the thing that is stressing me out the most right now. So maybe you have some tips for our listeners because for the longest, I feel like we've been able to be like, Oh, with Pinterest, because they were the platform that didn't care about followers. And it didn't really matter how many people you have, following you, as long as you're putting out good content and you're doing the other things that Pinterest likes, you're still going to be super successful on there. How do you see that actually changing the experience and our, our strategies, I guess, or business owner strategies when it comes to their own Pinterest?
2: So that's a really good question. And Pinterest is still one of the best things about it is that, you can still be discovered even if you don't have a lot of followers. Like Instagram, that blue check mark helps you get distributed and all that. If you have over 10,000 followers, that's not the case here. With Pinterest, if you're using the SEO, you're saving to the right boards, you're putting out quality content, you can still rank. It just takes maybe a little bit longer to do so in an organic way. Now, when you have followers those people are more likely to see your content so you'll you'll be more likely to get repeated visitors and savers and then their followers are more likely to see your content so it's kind of you know now you have two ways of getting discovered it's not just ranking with seo but it's also with those followers and the benefit of it is with videos it's more difficult to get outbound clicks because people actually have to try to. So I'm going to break down the way that people get off of Pinterest. So with a static pin, they click on, anywhere they click on the title or on the pin, they go to wherever you're leading them. With a video pin, they actually have to click on the title. If they click on the image, it just pauses the video. Yeah, or, uh,
1: I learned that, that annoying way. And like yes. as as users of Pinterest, I feel like people are still having to learn that because mm-hmm. I used to for recipes as well. And there are so many video recipes, video pins out there for recipes. I click it wanting to go to the blog post and it does nothing. And so I was like, where do I click to do this? So hopefully people just don't get frustrated and leave because that's what I've done.
2: Exactly. And so that's a hack for all you Pinterest users out there is that you can click on the title and go to the actual content piece. But the next option is for them to follow you. So that that's the easiest call to action that Pinterest gives the users. And then story pins, the only call to action from Pinterest side is to follow you. So, when you get followers, your content will be distributed to them more often, anything that you put on Pinterest. So mm-hmm. that's the benefit of followers. It's just another benefit. It doesn't replace keywords or SEO because Pinterest is still a visual search engine. At the end of the day, that's what it is. So you want to still be using keywords and your videos and story pins and all of that because those still continue to rank followers is just another way to get some extra eyes on your content. If anything, I encourage you to think of it as a positive thing.
0: I feel like to ease y'all's mind, I think we still have to think of Pinterest primarily as an opportunity to rank for certain keywords to get traffic. But how you rank is there's just more ways to rank other than keywords at this point is what you're really saying. And so that's a benefit. I mean, does it mean you have to focus on getting followers? Not necessarily. I think you're, you get followers by creating great, valuable content. That's always been true because we definitely have gotten followers and generated way more traffic than we did followers, but we definitely got followers because we had great content. You know what I mean? Like it's, I get it. Cause I do think Pinterest seize the opportunity they have to grow ad revenue by keeping people on their platform. But when it was created, it was never created for users to stay on the platform. It was to discover exactly what they were looking for and leave. Not that you wouldn't come back, but like it was more cyclical, you know, like you're planning Mm -hmm. your wedding or you're planning a baby shower and you're pinning all this stuff And then you might go leave to buy it, or you might go leave to read the blog post, or you might go click on the recipe to make dinner that night, but it doesn't mean you're not coming back. They want repeat users. And I think they've proven over the last year that given the time, people will definitely come back. But I think now they're trying to be like, oh, well, if they're coming back at this volume, what would happen if we keep them on the app one minute longer or two minutes Mm -hmm. longer? And I'm sure just like any other social platform because it's a game you guys you play their game they will reward you yeah if you can create something that is valuable and will make someone stay then you'll probably be seen by more people and then the stuff that you do want them to click on is more likely to also be seen because you're generating more followers because of the thing you just did anyway I'm rambling obviously
2: (laughs) you hit all the points I 100% agree so going back to followers that doesn't have to be the goal. It happens organically if you put out quality content. So going back to one of the first things that we talked about is if you put out positive, quality, inspiring content, you'll naturally get followers. That's, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just, and then you'll also continue to rank. There's just more, there's just more ways to think about it. Pinterest is public now. That's something that happened at the end of 2019 and they have investors to please. That's just kind of the bottom line from their perspective. Mm -hmm. However, from us, Instead of fighting it and complaining, and say, "Oh, Pinterest doesn't give me as many clicks as I used to," or "Oh, there's so much more that's overwhelming." Think of it as a positive thing. There's more ways to get discovered. There's more ways to rank. There's more ways to get discovered by your pet- your potential next client or buyer or reader. Well,
0: and we have to remember the way we spend our time and use the internet is not the same as it was five years ago. I definitely five years ago was the person that would click and read entire blog posts and then go read five more and read more. (laughs) And now I'm like, I ain't got time for that. I'm looking for one specific problem that I have. Can I find a solution to it? Cool. Does this like. When I glance on it, does this meet the criteria I think it's supposed to? If not, you move on. If it does, then you just stick with that one thing and you go for it. Especially when you're making freaking dinner. You're like, and eh, this is close enough. I'll I'll wing it from here. I think we just have to remember that not that people have less time. We all have the same amount of time, but the way people use the internet is just different. Less traffic doesn't necessarily mean less results. If you get any time from any human, like you're winning. So like, appreciate <laughs> that they're <laughs> spending time on your content. And if you phase it right, cause the ultimate thing here is what are you trying to drive? what is your goal with Pinterest? Like for us, I know we're trying to drive sales, which sounds like you're like, how are you going to drive sales from creating valuable content? Guys, if you do it right, it will happen. I promise you. And sometimes it takes months of work to get there. Content is one of the slowest forms of like results. I know we were tackling specific keywords since January and five months later, it finally went boom. And like everything started working because it took a while to rank on Google. It took a while to rank on Pinterest and that's okay. Like, but if it you can work it into your schedule to keep doing, I think there's a lot of positives to it. I'd like to move into talk strategy to me and just have you talk through, while it can be overwhelming, I know we kind of went over some basics already, but if you were to tell me what you think Pinterest is rewarding the most on the platform let's reiterate what is not just hot and new but like what's being effective and how is it being effective so we can create content that's targeted towards that thing if you can give me three to five ideas there I really think that could be helpful
2: okay so first thing is as you're writing content start Thinking about keywords that you can pull from that to use in Pinterest. So keywords are still the fundamentals. That's the bottom line. It's still a search engine. Keep keywords in mind always when you're writing your content. So is this something that can be searchable on Pinterest? And in turn will be searchable Google anywhere. But but talking Pinterest, now think about, okay, my content is, is done. Now I need to create graphics. So you so now I have a this blog post done. I am going to create, you know, set a number for yourself for each of the posts that you create. So, you know, maybe for your hard hitting, really salesy content that converts well, maybe you'll create more pins. Maybe you'll create less for the ones that are just more informative, but be consistent. So that way you're just making it easier on yourself. One of the best things that I like that I recommend to my clients that I do consulting for is to, if you can think of the blog post you're going to be writing like a month ahead of time and batch all of your work. That's going to save you so much time, video pins, you know, if you're repurposing story pins and things like that, that might not be the case, but at least your static pins that's going to be the easiest way for you to save a lot of time is just to get everything done in one go. If Even if you just know what your titles and your subheaders are going to be in, in your blog post or your content that you're going to create, just batching all of your work. Super helpful when you're doing that. Now, my favorite tool for Pinterest is Tailwind. Tailwind hands down, I cannot speak its praises more. There was this question before, should I upload into Pinterest? Should I just upload to, to Tailwind? And The easiest thing to do now is just to upload into drafts on Tailwind and schedule out from there. There's really no difference. Tailwind and Pinterest have both confirmed. There's no difference on where you upload it, but the moment it touches Pinterest, it's a fresh pin. So even if it goes to a secret board, it's still a pin that's been out there in the world. So I recommend uploading everything in bulk into Tailwind. And Tailwind actually has a really awesome feature now. Tailwind creates that creates all of these different templates and all of that. And, you know, in addition with the Creative Template Shop, if you're doing all of your... Templates there and then there, then you're saving a lot of time, anyways. So, upload everything into Tailwind and then plug in your keywords, even if you're not ready to schedule yet. If you have keywords, just drop them in Tailwind, drop them in your descriptions, make it really, really easy for yourself. And then, talking strategy in terms of your boards on Pinterest. Let's say you're really, really niche and you have only a couple specific things that you write about, limit your boards to maybe 10 and just keep it really simple, schedule to the same 10 boards and just beef them up in terms of SEO and what you're writing. Now, if you're a little bit more broad and you talk to different people, maybe create five boards for each sort of topic that you create and be very, very specific when you schedule to them. Now that's one of the things that I also like about Tailwind. You guys use Tailwind. Tailwind is just super valuable. Tailwind will actually tell you how many boards you've actually scheduled to. Mm -hmm. So you can really keep track of that. So I usually keep track of how many boards I schedule to in a spreadsheet. And so I can see, okay, I've already scheduled to 10 boards. I'm not scheduling this pin anymore. And then spreading out your pins so that By the time they pin again, maybe they've ranked a little bit. You're scheduling them to a different board. So you're telling Pinterest a little bit more about what that pin is about. So by the time it's done scheduling to those 10 boards from Tailwind, maybe Pinterest will know so much more about it. It'll rank higher. And then you'll have, you know, as you schedule out, you can sprinkle in your video pins. You can, you know, sprinkle in other people's pins. That's how I do Pinterest. That's really just the simplest way to do it. And then you know, what I, and then keep track of what works. So Tailwind and Pinterest both have analytics. Look and see what keywords are ranking in Tailwind has a word cloud. So, you know, should I use these keywords? Should I use less? One of the best, one of the things that I say about Pinterest is you kind of have to have an A, B brain. You have to have the creativity, but you also have to like the analytics too, mm-hmm. because you have to see, you know, you don't just want to create all these pins and say, good look. You want to evaluate and see which ones are actually working, which keywords are working. So once you've put all it out there into the world, putting it in your schedule, maybe once a month, because it does take time to see what works once a month and see, okay, I'm going to sit down with my Pinterest and see what's working.
0: No, I appreciate you going through all of that. And I I really think it can be something you systematize and you create rhythm around in the same way that you do create content. You can also create the assets related to them in a rhythm. And once you have that going, it can become second nature. The big thing here, I think, is just, every three months every six months paying attention to what pinterest is rewarding what pinterest is valuing more and it might shift what your routine is in that time but that's okay like you don't have to be an expert at this to create momentum for yourself and i know it's something we diy for a very long time in our business And when we paid attention
1: to it, it definitely saw results for us. Well, and I was just going to add to that we use Pinterest in its like the, the top bare minimum percent of its capabilities for a while and it was still effective for us Mm -hmm. right and so we yes have definitely paid way more attention to it because we create so much content we might as well put it to good use but don't be afraid as you're just getting started and putting out fresh content that you're like missing out on all of its capabilities just do something
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: awesome Uh well Thank you so much. If you want to let our listeners know where else they can hang out with you online, learn more about Pinterest from you and all that good stuff.
2: Absolutely. Well, you can find me at melaniefountain.com and that's where you can also find a link to my Facebook group where I go live and share tips for Pinterest users, Pinterest managers, how to be successful on Pinterest. And really that's Pinterest marketing with Melanie Fountain. If you just want to search the group on Facebook and that's where you guys can hang out with me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for having me on here. Thank you so much. Melanie.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache, join the co-op, our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless.